Hello everyone, my name is Tom Parisho. I've been wrestling under the name Christian Rose since the year of our Lord 2006, and this is the loose introduction for a podcast project that I am doing with my friend and cohort, my trainee, my student, my pupil, my eventual successor. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm, my name is Braden Bend, and I've been wrestling under the name Damien Deschain in since the year of our Lord 20 20 <laughs> Which is the technical pronunciation. Um... <laughs> So this podcast, uh, we are calling it What Are We Even Doing? And this is basically born out of both of us loving wrestling and loving to talk about wrestling. Um, we're going to iron out the kinks in the format as this goes on, I think. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, starting out, it's going to be kind of a loose, free-flowing format where we're going to talk wrestling at the beginning and then we're going to have the focal point of each episode, which is going to be called... The main event. Thank you. Uh, very good. <laughs> For a second, I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> really putting you on the spot. Um, <laughs> and so basically the fun part is uh, how we're going to do these main events is, uh, for example, uh, Braden will pick a topic. It could be a, a pay-per-view. It could be an episode of uh, wrestling television, um, whatever the case may be. I, I will also pick one. We watch it individually. We don't chat about it. We don't compare our thoughts on it until we are recording it for you, our yes. beloved audience. Mm -hmm. So if uh, these first few episodes seem a little clunky and stumbly, uh, bear with us. Also, we're probably going to swear. And by that, I mean I'm going to swear. Yeah, I'm probably good at it too. I'm, I have a sailor mouth, and I'm sorry, Mom. <laughs> Please don't disown me. Uh <laughs> I also think it's fair to say that I, I'm i speaking for myself. I won't speak for you. I'm not going to be overwhelmingly positive about things just to be positive. I'm not going to be overwhelmingly negative about things just to be negative. I'm just going to give you guys my personal thoughts and opinions on the topics at hand, wherever they may fall on that spectrum. I don't know what your take on it's going to be. That's basically how I took it, too. I'm not going to sugarcoat things for the fun of it. I mean... If it's good, it's good. Yeah, I'm basically taking it how I take it. And I love to get angry, so I might be... It might seem like I'm getting negative for the sake of being negative, but I just right. like hating things. I'd argue that the negativity is always what's more entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, I think people are just awful, horrific <laughs> creatures that are drawn towards hate and hateful things. That, yeah, that rings true. But having said that, this is only the introduction, so... Uh, what do you say? We take a little break and then we come back with episode one of season one. Yeah, because <laughs> we're going to be that vain and arrogant and assume that we're going to have seasons. Definitely, yeah, phenomenal. Buddy, welcome to What Are We Even Doing? Welcome to Season 1, Episode 1 of What Are We Even Doing? I am one half of your hosts. Yes. Co-host? No. Yeah? I, well, I don't want to have co in any of either of our names, because that implies that one of us is, well, I would be the co-host in this sense. I, I mean, I absolutely think. you yeah, would, but like, yeah. is it host? Yeah, you know what, you're right. I am one of your hosts, uh, Christian Rose, uh, a.k.a. Tom. Joined by <laughs> your other host, uh, 
Damien Deschane, a.k.a. Braden. And I think it's time for us to get this party started, much like the Black Eyed Keys saying. Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> I blurred two bands together there. Black, Black Eyed Keys Black, would be awesome. Yeah, it would, honestly. That's the mashup that we need. And, quite frankly, that we deserve. Anyways, that was beautiful. Mm. Mm. Now, what wrestling have you seen recently that is not... Should we tell people what the focal point of today's episode is first? We should tease. I feel like we should tease. How do you, I don't even know how Before you would. Before we get into our main event of the subject of Taboo Tuesday 2004. That's not a tease at all. That's just a, that's just what it is. No, I mean like a, a, a teaser. Okay. Them hooked so that they stay till the end. I don't know. Guys, we're going to talk about Taboo Tuesday 2004. Uh, okay, that's going to be a thing. But <laughs> that's our first running gag is ought. Um... However, before we get to the main event, you gotta have your undercard. Yeah. <laughs> what wrestling have you seen uh, recently that you would like to chat about and or discuss? If there ever was wrestling that was watched that was the undercard, boy, do I have the undercard for you. Okay. I've been watching, as you probably know, because I've mentioned this before, I've mm-hmm. been watching a lot of 2017 IWA Mid South. Oh, so you hate yourself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is about why I'm watching this that year specifically because I know that it's going to make me mad. Now, should we... Okay, in in all fairness, we should probably put a small disclaimer on this because there's a good chance that we're going to see and or work with a good number of these people. It's not necessarily your fault, guys. It's probably your fault. <laughs> but, but, but it's not necessarily your fault. Yeah. Yeah, That that is true. They just did the, a lot of the things that happened in these matches that whom we will not speak right. took part in. They did a lot of stuff that I'm like, I hate that. Why do you do that? Like, for example, go for the super kick, catch it, throw it to someone else, they catch it, and then you super kick them. Okay. I don't, like, what? I feel, like that's, they, I feel I like that's the thing that the Bucks popularized. Like, yeah. I, I think that that got, I think that was the next evolution for them where it was like, okay, they got the super kicks as, like, their thing. I kind of think that was just, like, the next step for that. And then it just kept going and going and going. Yeah, I just don't like it. So that's that past, was the main, that that's the main past your line of suspension of disbelief. I guess, yeah. Okay, all right. Fair enough. Um, what have you been watching in the wrestling world? I recently rewatched, having not seen it in a number of years, uh, a young Randall Orton versus Nicholas Foley <laughs> from... Uh, Backlash of 2004. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a great match. I think it's one of the most important matches in Orton's career. I do have a small tangent I would like to go on about it, if you, I may. By all means. Hindsight's always going to be 2020, right? And like we mm-hmm. can we can look back and like revisionist book anything. In my mind, and I understand why it didn't happen this way. That match should have happened at WrestleMania 20 instead of at Backlash. And here is why. WrestleMania 20 that year was in Madison Square Garden. So that was the uh, where it all begins again, right? So like 20 years, you know, whatever. That's a huge deal. Uh, Foley was in a two-on-three handicap match. So it's Evolution, uh, Flair, Batista, and, and Orton against uh, Foley and The Rock. I understand, okay, The Rock's on his way out. He's, at this point, still a gigantic star, Arguably the biggest star in the company, even though he wasn't quite in the company. Like I don't think he had had a match since um, 
maybe the previous SummerSlam. Oh. So, or no, no, actually, no. Yeah, it was, so, it was somewhere around there. He, he hadn't had a match in probably like eight months. Um, so I understand, okay, you he's available, you're going to use him like he's contractually obligated, whatever the case may be, you have to have The Rock on the card at Mania. But the 2 one 3 thing I thought was kind of lame, and in hindsight, and again, I know this is just fantasy booking in the past, I think it should have been The Rock versus Flair at Mania Ooh. 20 with Batista being in Flair's corner because that's a guy that they're obviously like, you know, they're investing in and everything they want to build. I don't think he would have been ready to have a singles match with The Rock, especially at Mania. The Rock undoubtedly would have gone over, so it wouldn't have, like, helped Batista. Yeah. But you could have done Rock and Flair, and frankly, who cares if that, who wins? And I'm not positive, but I don't think they ever had a one-on-one match. Yeah, I was going to ask you that, I because I, I don't remember that I, ever taking place. I don't recall that ever happening. And if it did, it may have been on some random episode of Raw, and I'm sure it went to a schmoz finish. Yeah. But the other, and because I'm... Spoiler, guys. I'm a big wrestling nerd when it comes to continuity. Uh, one of my favorite matches of all time is the Rumble 2000, and it's Foley versus Triple H street fight in Madison Square Garden. So at that time, Triple H had been like champion. I think he was on his second run with the belt at this point. So he was like a made guy. He was a top guy. But that match was the one that like cemented him as this is the guy. That match is incredible too, by the way. Like if you're a wrestling fan and you're listening to this, which I hope you are, because otherwise you're going to be bored to tears and not know what we're talking about. <laughs> um, and honestly, you shoot, uh, you too. Maybe we'll watch it tonight. I don't know. Uh, Foley and Triple H from the Rumble 2000 is incredible. So in my mind, it would have been so poetic to have Foley make the next guy in a similar hardcore style match in the same venue uh, four plus years later. I think there would have been, like, a really cool continuity thing to it. And it's like, you know, Orton was always kind of going to be, like, quote, the next Triple H. And in a, lo- in a, in a way, he has been. Mm-hmm. So I always thought that would have been cool. But, um, no, regardless of the match they had at Backlash is incredible. Uh, everyone's always going to remember Orton taking the tax. Yeah. And and whatnot. Um, and the uh, barbed wire bat to the forehead. Only because yep. that was in his Titan Tron. With the gold mm-hmm. sheen over the whole thing. Hey, nothing you can say. Uh, Burn in My Light. Nothing's the name of that song. Yeah. Do you prefer Burn in My Light or Voices? It depends. As an entrance theme, Voices. As a song, Burn in My Light. Mm, I, th- I want to argue that, but I don't know that I can. Um, have you seen any other wrestling you would like to discuss real quick? As of right now, no. It's just been a lot of me hating myself watching 2017 IW. <laughs> Um, fair enough. I also did see, I think, about the first third of the recent AEW pay-per-view, uh, Full Gear. Very much enjoyed it. Love AEW. Uh, I wish that my work schedule allowed me to watch more of their stuff, like, as it airs. Um, great, in my mind, a a great take on what wrestling is. There's continuity, there's build, there's characters, like, there's stakes. Uh, you know, like, to me, it has all these things that I love in wrestling. Um, but Hangman versus, uh... Omega was fantastic. The I didn't get to the tag match. I wanted to. I haven't seen it yet. Um, yeah, that, that Hangman Omega match specifically was just outstanding. Anyways. I do have a slight bit of a tangent that I want to go on. Go forth. There was, okay, Berna and I were watching a show. Okay. It was the Mid-South shows, right? And they had this big angle 
where there was this fan who was a little person, mm-hmm. and his name was Pat D's Nuts. <laughs> and I don't remember. He had some big, like, I don't know if it was, it seemed very shooty, but it was probably a word. How shoot can it be? The guy's name is Pat D's Nuts. No, not the name, but, like, they had, like, this argument. Him and a wrestler. Okay. I don't remember who the wrestler was. I wish I did. If you're listening and to this were, and you work with Pat D's Nuts, hit us up. Dude, but, like, he's a fan, a longtime okay. fan. Okay. And they built, like, just this one moment to a match. Okay. I looked through every card and I did not see <laughs> that match. And I want more than anything to see that match. That's... That's my only problem, man. Bizarre. It is. I don't know if I was dreaming. I, like... Also... If you're going to do a funny name, maybe try. <laughs> like, that's not that far from Seymour Butts. <laughs> you know? <laughs> what are we even doing? Hey, it's the name of the show. Hey. Um, I I have, like, one or two more things that I have seen recently, but I think I want to save them for our next episode. So, without further ado, or don't, should we get to... Main event of the evening? We shall. Phenomenal. It's main event time. Now, for our inaugural episode, the focal point of the evening was chosen by one Mr. Dischain, first name Damien. (laughs) Now, before we get into this program, I gotta ask Program. Why did you choose this event? To be honest with you, I don't really know. Okay. I was just trying to choose a show that, like, from an era that I remember fondly and that I've never seen before. Okay, so you would have been how old, though, at this point? Four. So there's no possible way that you watch this, right? No. I didn't even, get even if, I was going to say, even if you had then. seen it, you were four, you probably would have no yeah. actual memory of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I had never seen this show. Really? I had never seen this show. This was... I'm not gonna say this was the peak of my being a fan, but it it was right at. Excuse me, that's gonna come across great on this fancy <laughs> microphone that we have, guys. I'm drinking while we do this. You can't expect me to be sober. Anyways, <laughs> let us start with Taboo Tuesday 2004. Uh, okay, so also keep in mind, I have physical notes on paper because I watched this show while having my dinner and having some beers, and I'm just scribbling stuff onto this paper. Okay. Also, I have not read these notes since I wrote them. <laughs> so I'm going to let you start, because I don't remember the start of the show, and my notes are probably going to be gibberish. Um, that's probably pretty close to mine. My first note mm-hmm. is just one line, and it just says, Jonathan Coachman. Uh, I, I felt that it was important to point out that he was a thing in this. My my first note says something about the voiceover intro, so I'm sure that like the the intro package of this is probably insane. But I think it's the uh, the fans have the power or whatever yeah. type of thing. Um, also, <laughs> this says unborn child because yeah, <laughs> this has yeah. the continuation of. You know what? There's been a lot of discussion about like what's the most insane storyline or angle in pro wrestling history, and shockingly, this one doesn't get brought up that much. It's pretty awful. 
and it's it it's ridiculous. Yeah. If you if you guys don't know what we're talking about, the storyline was in essence and I'm going to bring you up to speed on this as I remember watching it. The storyline was in essence that Kane week after week for several months was beating Matt Hardy just senselessly. <laughs> And then at one point he had bludgeoned Matt Hardy into a fuck like a vegetative state or whatever. Like like he'd knocked him out. Jesus. And Lita's falling over his body and says, I'll do whatever you want. We then find out that the reason that Kane was pummeling Matt Hardy into a jelly every week was to bully Lita into having sex with him. Which she then did in order to make him stop <laughs> brutalizing her boyfriend. Then there's a very, even by my standards, disgusting promo where Kane basically says, I wasn't wearing a condom. This happened. You're, you're, okay. I don't remember the story in this you much couldn't, detail. You couldn't, you couldn't possibly remember it in that detail. You were four years old or less at this point. It, it's If you get a chance and you get the time, go back and rewatch it. It is horrific. So then she is pregnant. There's this whole, like, who's the father type of thing. She uh, ends up. It ends up being that Kane and Matt Hardy have a uh, winner marries Lita match. That is so. What the? Okay. It, it, it gets worse. Matt Hardy loses. <laughs> and actually, why would he win at this right? point? He's been bludgeoned, dude. When I say this, like it was like legit a month. I felt like every week on Raw, I was like, why is Kane just? Murder fucking Matt Hardy every time we turn on this show. Uh, so Matt Hardy loses. So Kane is now married to Lita. Initially, they were doing the very rightfully so couple that hates each other thing. And then they kind of sort of, for reasons that I don't quite recall, tried to turn them both face. Which I was like, no, I don't think you can do that. Well, it's, at this time, though, Matt's out injured. Yeah. Legit. In real life, this is when the relationship with Lita and Edge started. That's a whole nother kettle of fish for a different time. But, for the purposes of this show, they had basically... Wrestling should never involve pregnancy angles. It's, yeah, yeah. That's, can, that's, that's true. The, the best possible payoff is a bad payoff. Where it's like, 18 years from now, this kid's gonna... Minimum, 18 years from now, this baby's gonna come back and beat up whoever, like... Like and that's retire the father, right? <laughs> Anyways, so that'd be kind of awesome though. That'd be long term story. Talk about long term. Yeah. Holy hell! <laughs> like, like, can you dedication imagine? to the craft? She had a child for this role. <laughs> we need you to train this kid, <laughs> like from day one of its life. It's yeah, got to be. If, if he's not good, this kid has to be main event ready by the time that it can buy cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought they moved that to twenty one. Oh shit! You're right. Yeah, this kid has That's to be so main event ready by the time that it can vote. There you go. All right, all right, because that makes sense. Anyways, um, sure. So to get man, we're still just getting caught up on the speed on this one ridiculous Dude, angle. It's incredible. Uh, so to get out of this pregnancy angle, they had a match between Kane and at this point completely unknown OVW guy Gene Snitsky. Uh, there's a bizarre, like not bizarre somewhat whatever bump where uh, if I recall correctly Snisky hits Kane and Kane basically King Kong Bundy style avalanches Lita 
mm-hmm. which then they use as a way to say she lost the baby to get out of this pregnancy angle. So they, which in my mind is so horrific because like a miscarriage is probably the worst thing that can possibly happen to a young, uh, not even a young woman, uh, any woman. Like that's awful. The image of Lita in in that hospital bed. I'm is not gonna lie, me unsettling. And my, me and my friends use that uh, face that she's making as a uh, very dark running joke of just Lita lost her baby face. Whenever something so horrific, she's given that thousand Dear yard stare. God. <laughs> Look, if we can't laugh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a horrible storyline. Uh, anyways, um, so fun fact: um, that was supposed to be just a one time thing for Snitsky. He basically was going to get called up, have that match, just to get that bump, to get out of the angle with Lita, and then he was going to go just go back to OVW, and then oh, wow. do whatever with him. Well, it super got a huge reaction, which it's like, how can it not? And so then they brought him back, so... Gave him that badass theme song. It sure did. It wasn't my fault! Uh, that's exactly how it goes. Yeah, um, something like that. Snitsky's <laughs> one of those guys, too, that, like, I think I was talking about this the other day, maybe with you, where I'm like, I, I kind of hate that this was the thing that they started him out with. <laughs> well, in the sense of, like, that dude's, like, he's a huge person. Yeah. He's 6'8", he's jacked as hell, he looks scary, he looks like a, a troll or something. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. He could have been something fantastic. But no one's ever going to remember for anything more than this angle and uh, punting that baby doll into the audience, which, guys, he taunts, he, the, 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 the professional wrestling feud, he taunts Lita and Kane about the death of their unborn child. This is probably the worst thing that's ever happened in wrestling and nobody talks about it. Yeah. One of my favorite parts about that is just like the little, uh, um, it just doesn't make sense why he's like, it wasn't my fault, but here's me kicking a baby. Right. Just to rub it in your face about how not my fault it was. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a good point where it's like, it wasn't my fault. But then his promo, I think, on the show ends with him saying, you're going to be the one crying like a baby. And it's like, why, if it's not your fault, sir, would you take that course yeah and then he has a promo during this show i I can't remember the exact line but i think it's to lita where he's like uh oh it's uh kane's gonna lose just like you lost your baby holy god you're right yeah that is on this show yeah uh, anyways guys we've barely got past the intro let's let's (laughs) move forward uh my next note just says fuck a tuesday pay-per-view stand with that I would never make plans to watch anything on a Tuesday night. <laughs> You're right. I didn't even think about this being on a Tuesday, even though it's called Tuesday. Yeah, it's... Yeah, why? I, well, I think that's a very old, very old-timey thing from wrestling, because they used to do, like... This uh, Tuesday in Texas? Tuesday in Texas was a big thing. And, well, I mean, like, they used to do wrestling on Thanksgiving. Oh, wow. Like, I, I'm pretty sure one of the a couple of the early Survivor Series, they were on Thanksgiving Day. I thought Thanksgiving was reserved for fake sports. It is, yeah. such as football yeah, and the exactly. Detroit Lions. But, like, I don't know why I'm picking on the Lions. But you know what? <laughs> Fuck them. Uh, let's see. Uh, my next note. Okay, so I, I, I kind of remember the intro. So they bring out the Divas. Yeah. Th- this show is very padded, by the way. Because if if my knowledge and research serves correctly, this one was actually a shoot. Like, so far as the... 
um, poles. Really? And the, yeah. It, yeah. Huh. To where there was a lot of stuff. Don't ever watch the show again. But if you ever did, a lot of the stuff you can tell is very much uh, quote on the fly. Okay. And there's a lot of things that are padded to make it easier for the guys doing things. Okay. So, okay. So this intro where they bring out all the divas literally used to be like, here's the girls in this costume battle royal for the women's championship, which, wow, we've made progress since 2004. Dear God. Uh, My note just says, a lot of girls come out to, quote, fulfill my fantasy. Correct. Uh, My note here says, Nydia uh, got my lovely girlfriend Meg tickets to this event. This is a true story that I didn't know until I was watching it. Uh, Yeah. Wow. Met her like the night prior at Raw in Chicago. Long story short, Nydia's like, you want tickets to the show tomorrow night? So, that was cool. Also, Was Meg there? Yeah. Wow. Also, hell yeah, Nydia. Yeah. We all love Nydia Mm -hmm. for several reasons. (laughs) Moving forward. Uh, Let's see, my next note just says that the Union Underground theme ruled... So they must have showed a commercial for Raw, I guess, on the pay-per-view to make me remember Probably. this? Uh, maybe? Or it was... Ah, uh, no. I bet it was just in, on the match graphics or something. I think... Yeah, probably. Yeah. What do you got? Um... What the hell? What? Hang I on. wrote a Go. lot of weird things. I don't understand this note, so I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> oh, come on. I said... Nurses, schoolgirls, or French maid outfits got inequality. I don't know what I don't I mean know what that by means that. either. Uh, let's see. My notes here just says that French maid should have won. Holy, <laughs> holy shit! This was a match. Uh, the because I remember thinking that this was insane. That this was for a championship. That's a, not. I always think it's dumb to have a battle royal for a title. To mm-hmm. me, it's it, which granted they weren't investing in women's wrestling in 04. At all, right? But uh, the next one just says disturbing result. Schoolgirls won with a large, man- like majority. Yeah. So people on the internet. Mm-hmm. Dark. Anyway, <laughs> forward, onward. I think we come to the intercontinental championship match, which is the first actual match. Yes. Correct. Okay. Uh, I have they a note had- here that just says Rob Mack. As had, he was, God damn. Rod, I'm sorry, Rod Mack, as he was cited. They had so many choices that I stopped writing them down. <laughs> like, I was oh, going to yeah. write all yeah. of them down to, like, see. Because normally it's three, right? Right. They had 78 choices, dude. It, it seemed like a lot of them, it was like, no one's good. Yeah. I, I don't, I want to go back and look at the graphic. I bet nobody voted for Stephen Richards. I bet Stephen Richards voted for somebody else. Like, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so of course they chose Rosie. Um, and Hold on. They ha- I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Imagine, though. Yeah. Um, wow, Chris Jericho versus Rosie. Probably, oh. honestly, would have been really good. Yeah. That probably would have been though, pretty good. Even uh, though this is 04 and this is Jericho's most horrific haircut that he's ever had. Really? Hate it. His, his uh, as it was called to me, buttered toast hair. Couldn't stand it. Uh, <laughs> let's wow. see, my note here says Shelton is timeless. I said Shelton is so good. Like, so. he moves as much, as well now 
This is 16 years ago. Why are they doing nothing with him is my question. He's also deceptive. He's a, he's a big, big He really dude. is. And I didn't think he was knowing him back in this day where everyone else was bigger. Right. Seeing him next to Chad Gable, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. Uh, our dear friend uh, Buns of Steel, Jay Fowler, mm. wrestled Shelton Benjamin. Which mm. I would actually really like to see that match. And uh, Fowler, if you're listening, we love you. Um, we do love Fowler. But he, he talked about, like, Shelton is a, a huge, huge dude. Yeah. And you don't appreciate it or see it, especially, like you said, in 04 when everyone was gigantic. Mm-hmm. But, um, so this match is, I, I thought this match was the best match on the card. Like, uh, Well, yeah. no, actually, I can't say that because there is one later, I think, that does supersede it. But, um, but Jericho talks about it in his uh, first or second book. This was on the fly. Even, even Shelton going over, they did not know until they were, like, into the match. Wow. So how did they come to that decision, like, on the fly, that Shelton was going to go over? Whoever, That's why I thought it was a work. Definitely. Whoever, I, the, the future ones, like, when it, it shifted to being, like, Cyber Sunday. Yeah. Or whatever horseshit it was after yeah. this, because they were like, wow, nobody wants to watch pay-per-view on Tuesday. Well, duh. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Vince or whoever in the back made the call, hey, Shelton up. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, it is. Especially because, like, I, I think that this match is very good, but it is also very stone simple. Mm-hmm. But I think if you look at it through that lens, it has to be. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. What do you think? Better than I could do on the fly. I thought it was great. <laughs> <laughs> Myself I mean, as in well. this, at this point. <laughs> Myself as well. Love um, the finish. Yeah, what was it? Uh, Jericho's, like, on the middle rope, and he, like, jumps and twists like he's going to do, like, an axe handle that, you know, obviously nobody's ever hit. The flying nothing? Yeah, and just gets caught straight into the um, uh, T-bone. Oh, yeah, T-bone. I remember. Yeah, 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 I remember. I was genuinely shocked. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't. I did not see it coming at all. I feel like. Well, I mean, if you think about it, if nobody, including the performers, know the end result until they're halfway through the match, like even Shelton has to be like, like holy shit, I'm the intercon. I just won the IC title. Like, yeah, but like when that three hit, I was like, oh wow. Right. I think that's the right call. Yeah, definitely. Crazy way to start your show. Yeah. Like so, Uh, what's after this? Because my next note just says Benoit. My next note just says okay. Coachman. Hang on, hang on. I got two, I got two notes here. <laughs> it just says this is not a work, but it is definitely tilted. Because okay, so you just said Benoit. So mm-hmm. this is when they do the. Is it going to be Edge, Benoit, or Shawn Michaels challenging Triple H? Okay, yeah. And like, Edge is a heel at this point. Pretty decidedly. I know they were still transitioning, but he was a heel, so it's like, he's not going to get it. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't the top guy. I do th- feel kind of bad for Benoit at this point because I feel like he had already peaked. Yeah. And this is, like, earlier in this year, he's world champion. Okay. He's main eventing mania. You know yeah. what I mean? But then, like, Sean wins, you know. So to me, that's what I mean when I say, like, it, it's not a work, but it is definitely tilted. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. We're going to pause for a brief moment. Someone's interrupting us. Oh, dear God. Okay, so we're back. Sorry about that, guys. Brief interruption. We're in a popular place. Um, (laughs) My house. Uh, Anyways, uh, my only other note about this uh, voting thing between these three contenders is that they are all wearing red and black. I did notice this. Yeah. Not a good time for gear. Moving on. Oof. <laughs> what do you got next? Um, next 
would be the uh, Women's Battle Royal, correct? Yes, because my note, my first note on this just... <laughs> Guys, when I said earlier that I was drinking when I watched the show and taking these notes, I'm going to read my next two. It just says, Diva Battle Royal rules are stupid. I.e., you don't have to go over the top. You yeah. have to be thrown from the... I, I hate that. I, I genuinely think it's disingenuous to, like, the women in the ring. It's like, y you can go over the top rope just like anybody else. Yeah. And I think that, like, making it, oh, just get thrown out makes it more, like, for lack of a better term, sissified. Um, I, I hate it. I'm glad they don't do that anymore. Uh, my next note just says, I went to school. Uh, <laughs> and I think that what I was trying... The joke I was trying to get to was, I went to school... I didn't go to school with any girl that was ever dressed like this. Okay, okay even okay. even remotely close. That that makes sense. Yeah, I've, you also went to school. Yeah, not nothing like that. Nothing. Okay, so it wasn't just mine. Mm, no. Well, that kind of makes me feel a little better. Uh, so uh, during the brief pause that we had, Braden did tell me one of the notes that he has on this, and it is shockingly similar to one of mine. Uh, Braden, your note, Nydia. Period. Mine just says Nydia with no period. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. If you know, you know. And if you don't, man, I hope that you find out. Holy hell. I also, uh, have, a, I also have a note in here that says, Jesus Christ, Lawler is blowing a load. Bro, okay. He, like, th this is a good side tangent for us to get on. Because my next note actually does say, we've come so far. And this was 16 years ago. So let's let's talk a little about Lawler on commentary. I hate it so much. I... Okay, so time is a bitch. Uh, so For sure. You... Okay, who's the earliest commentators that you, like, kind of remember watching wrestling and, like, commentating? I was a big SmackDown guy. Right. So it was Taz and Cole, I think is what it was. Yeah, like. yeah. yeah. Taz and Cole okay. were, like, um, my, my two earliest... So, nostalgia is, is a hell of a factor, right? So when it comes to Lawler, like, I was in my teens during the Attitude Era. So I'm in that, that, that sweet pocket of, like, this is for me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That, that's what they were, that's what they were marketing for. It was, like, that, that 18 to 34-year-old. I was 16 probably when it peaked or whatever. But, like, um, so for me, I'm always going to remember the Attitude Era as... King and JR mm -hmm. on commentary. Now, I stand by that for what wrestling was at that point, I don't want anybody else doing commentary. Like, I, I think that, if, like, yeah. okay, small teaser for our next episode. It is a show from the Attitude Era. I cannot... It's hard for me to imagine anybody else being the commentators for wrestling in 98. Yeah, that 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 is true. Now, having said that, this is not a defense of... of of Lawler's shit. Yeah, now I can because see. Because we're talking about 2004. And, yeah, man, I, I'm agreeing with you. I I don't even particularly care for Lawler on commentary when it happens now, mm, mm -hmm. but I cannot stand... It's It almost takes me out of the show. No, I, I, I can... Like, yeah. it, it's so annoying to me. I'd agree with that. Like I said, like... Okay, so, like, another good example is... Uh, for, I, I feel like we're kind of agreeing on this, but it's just a different viewpoint, maybe. Where it's like, I, I don't think Lawler has been good on commentary since, and I'm going to aim high here, 02. Mm. 
or ought to, as I ought say. <laughs> but case in point, like, I love Joey Styles' commentary in the original ECW. Okay. I did not care for Joey Styles' commentary in the WWE, and it's not that he's bad, it's that the product and the wrestling that he's commentating on is different. It's hard to go, oh my god, when there's not, like... When it's the zombie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or when it's Bob Lash? <laughs> like... Bob Lash. Yeah. You know, does that make sense, though? Like, yeah, I know what you mean. In my mind, Lawler... And like I said, I should say 01, but I'm going to say 02. He should have been out by then. Mm-hmm. And and if I'm going to be gracious, I'd say 03. But even yeah. then, I, I kind of... have you How much of uh, JR and Heyman on commentary have you heard? Uh, I've heard a couple... I've watched a couple shows where... It, uh, it's great. It, and it's considerably less annoying. Yeah. And it's to the point where, like, I know that they're there, but I'm not distracted by them. Correct. Heyman's Whereas, a better... Like, I, I would argue Heyman's a better commentator than, than Lawler if you just go, like, straight across on commentary. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that Heyman was given the opportunity to do it at the right time frame. Yeah. Heyman and JR on commentary for Mania 17 helps make Mania 17... That's one of the shows that I saw, I, I remember, because yeah. I watched that show a couple times. Arguably the best pay-per-view of all time. Yeah, it's, it's real good. That might be a fun one to cover at some point, even yeah. though it would just be us being like, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why not be positive at it's, some it's, point? It's a three-minute episode. Just go watch it. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's go forward now. Oh, God. This so, next thing. This next thing. Um... My note says, La Resistance talking about the voting being corrupt is an oddly timely uh, topic <laughs> yeah. here 16 yeah. years later. Yeah. bit higher that's... stakes, <laughs> but, you yeah. know, everything that's old is new again. <laughs> this match. So, if, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it, it's uh, the losers of the vote earlier. It's been one edge against La Resistance. Mm-hmm. Represented by Sylvan Grenier, who would go on to have possibly the worst theme music that's ever been themed. Really? Oh, it's awful. Oh, I can't wait to look it, that it's, up it's, or, uh, it's, later. It is. Uh, it, it's offensive. Um, and uh, Rob Conway, otherwise known as Robert Conway. <laughs> this is one of the best things about wrestling is you could, like oh. repackage. It. Rob Conway's from like Kentucky or some yeah. shit, and he's repackages a French Canadian sympathizer. It's like, why do they need sympathizers? Um, against anyway, so it's those two against Benoit Edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any notes on this? Because I only really got like one or two. Is that match happening now? Because I have a lot of other things before that. Oh match. man, I'm sorry. Did I skip stuff? They have. I wrote down they have a promo. Okay. And it is a promo that I've seen. <laughs> yes. Um. Then they're voting on a weapon for Kane versus Snitsky next. Oh, right, right. They vote... Because, guys, if you're going to fight this gigantic, crazy man who murdered your unborn child, you're going to do it within the confines of a wrestling match, and you're going to do it with a weapon chosen by total strangers on the internet. That is what makes sense. Yeah. We'll get to that when we get there, but... Chain wins, right? Yes. Chain? Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, this tag match, though, I just remember it's very long, and and um, so the end result of this, 
they have a tag match. Mm-hmm. The end result, Edge, for whatever reason, gets fed up and leaves. Gets I, into I, his... I don't know why... That, that made no sense. That seemed out of nowhere. And why would, like, in, in the context of what's happening, why didn't he just do that at the beginning? Yeah, if he's really frustrated <laughs> like, about not getting this championship opportunity... Instead, getting another championship opportunity. Right. I'm so mad that I get a title match. It's just not the title match that I wanted. Like, how entitled? <laughs> I how, wanted how the other. In, I wanted the world championship. How entitled matched? Oh uh, wow! Thank yeah, you. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Folks, I can I can hear my girlfriend booing me from the other. <laughs> uh, but but my okay. So my thing with it is, well, basically what you said. If you if you're that upset about it, leave. He yeah. has a match. He takes he takes offense. He gets hit. He gets punched in the face and kicked and all this other stuff. And he's like, yeah, screw this. And leaves. And they show him getting into the, a car in his gear. Yeah. With a, with a bag and just leaving. And then Benoit wins. Which I thought that was kind of cool. I did too, honestly. And that was kind of a cool swerve. And I wish if they had made a, a reason for him to leave that made a little bit more sense, I would have been fully on board for Correct. the finish. Like, if, if Benoit and Edge had, like, gotten into it. Yeah, something. And then he I'm was like, sure. screw you, boy, and, like, leaves. Um, this is the second time in this year, by the way, that Benoit and Edge are tag champs. Nobody remembers that first one. Mm, Benoit was, correct, Benoit was world and tag champ at the same time. Really? Correct. Huh. Did not know that. Yep. They tried to get the phrase back-to-back Benoit over for about two weeks, and everyone was like, what? No, that's not good. Benoit dose straps. Yes, because <laughs> that's how they say it in Canada. Uh, it was no, it was cool to see Benoit win that though. Yeah, like that was a fun swerve. All right, so next though, unless I'm sorry, you got anything? Is it that match? Is it the match? The the chain match? Oh, it is. Wow, guys! <laughs> Once again, I think they played this this video package again, and I just put this is uncomfortable. <laughs> My 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 note here in all caps, and I, I physically wrote these, so this is scribbles. Just says, "Kane Lita Snitsky angle." Holy God! <laughs> the next note just says that Snitsky wasn't bad. I'm sure that means like, as a professional wrestler, because yeah. in the context of the storyline, he is un- Dev, yeah unforgivable. Yeah. All good heels are justified. I don't think he's justified. <laughs> If if it would have been a better storyline if he straight up had been the babyface and just been like, "Look, this was an accident. It it wasn't my fault." Give me the guitar riff. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it would have been a better storyline if that had just been his whole thing, and he was just like a nice guy who happened to be gigantic and hideous. And, <laughs> uh, let's see. My next note just says, "This legit was not his fault." And then after that, again, in all caps, it just says, this happened. Yep, I, I I watched this show with Berna. And he had a couple quotes that mm-hmm. I wrote down, and this is one of them. He just said, they're doing chain wrestling, but not chain wrestling. Okay. <laughs> I thought that was worth um, noting. I'm That's sure. solid. But also, uh. there's, a, there's a point in this match where I wrote down... Specifically, they haven't used the chain in 65,742 seconds. Uh, I think I have a similar note here. One, uh, I have one that says, Kane is overexposed but underrated. 
I stand by that. Mm-hmm. Kane was great. He would have been. He would be viewed better if he hadn't been on TV every every freaking, week. Yeah, for what seems like eighty years. Uh, <laughs> okay, so I have a note here that says like, why have the vote? Because at one point. They just start using the chair. Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up. That's what when I said earlier, we'll come back to this. They start using the chair anyway. So, like, but I think that kind of goes back to my idea of, like, this is tilted, but it was still a shoot. Because they had to have thought chair was going to win that. Yeah. Because it was yeah. chair, chain, and what was the other one? Lead pipe. No one, at no point would anyone vote for that. That's the most boring possible thing yeah. you could have had. Now, if they'd put table on there, table would have won. Here's my question. We know what happens. If you're a referee, and you're refereeing a chain match, and one of the competitors uses a chair, do you disqualify him? I... Now, per the, quote, rules of this contest, there are no disqualifications. Then why have the vote? <laughs> no, I, I, I'm... Like, I'm agreeing yeah, with you, but yeah, I'm just yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. in a different... In a different Viewpoint still, why have the vote? Well, I'm pretty sure, it, like the next Taboo Tuesday or whatever it was, they they had a one of the votes was a, a, a hardcore match, a no disqualification match, or a no holds barred match, and it was like not one person on earth can tell me the difference between any of these choices. Who cares? <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like you're right. Like that's what I mean when I say like this was but so tilted. No holds barred is somehow less. Of a disqualification. Like, I don't know. Uh, like, you can do any hold that you want. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Honestly, now that I think about it, we've been doing, and not just we, I mean the entire industry, no holds barred match wrong for, like, ever. Yeah. It should just be you can do any hold that you want to do. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be, like, hitting somebody with a chair is not a wrestling hold. It's the arm opposite. Arm bar. <laughs> right. Do the arm bar. Uh, okay. I do have another note that I want to talk about with this match. Okay. This match ain't good. <laughs> that's that's not the note. But yeah. Th- but so somehow the finish of the chain match comes from the chair because uh, Snitsky pilmanizes Kane via the neck with the chair, yeah. right? So like we get like the blood coming out of his mouth and everything, you know, whatever. It was kind of cool to see because like I know that they do this whole like, we've never seen Kane brutalized like this before. I don't think we'd actually seen it done to that degree. Mm-hmm. So that was, eh, you know, you know, whatever. Like we're trying. The thing that I have wrote down here. So they're stretching Kane out, and I don't know if you remember watching this or not. They're stretching him out. I think I know you're going with this. Snitsky, like an enraged hippopotamus, comes out of the shadows and knocks over the stretcher, but it somehow, it almost like turns Kane inside out the wrong. Like he falls face first. And, but he's strapped to the board. My favorite part about this is Snitsky running, pushing the stretcher, and the stretcher somehow falls towards him. Yeah, that's like what, that's it what falls I'm saying. opposite. Like how? Like I I don't understand how that happened. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Underrated Snitsky moment is still going to be Survivor Series. I think of this year, where he attacks Maven backstage, and he makes this like bizarre noise he attacks maven and, he, and he's like trying to talk trash and he just goes get up maven i don't need you and like kicks him <laughs> it's <laughs> get up maven i don't need you oh my god like, I, don't, I don't get it uh 
Anyways, uh, uh, yeah, my note just says that stretcher bump because fuck all that. Yeah, I'm okay. So this is just my own personal opinion. You can agree or disagree. I I disagree. don't. Okay. No, go on. I'm sorry. I don't like Kane being brutalized like that. If he's supposed to be this big red machine monster, yeah. it should be monster, not machine. But big red machine, this unstoppable, mm. crazy, different eye colored pickled egg, with a half shaved head, and half wow. half skin right head, which why that hair ever? But also, if he's supposed to be unstoppable, why is he like I don't know? I just don't. I just. But don't. do you think it's that you don't like that, or that you don't like that they had Snitsky be the guy to do it? It could be it, because I think it, I I think in an alternate universe, if uh, Undertaker was the one who made <laughs> who aborted, um, wait, Lita, if, if, I'm sorry, and it led to Undertaker versus Kane, and Undertaker brutalized Kane like that. I right. think it would have made sense. Okay, but yeah. I just I don't know what it is. I don't like Kane being like, they like built, stretchered they, out. They built him like unbelievably for ten years. Yeah. Like, this is 04, I mean, his debut was in 97, and yeah. he... Undoubtedly, it's a huge thing for Snitsky to, like, yeah. be the guy to do that, but and I just... I don't know. But then I think it sucks for Snitsky to still be, like... No one remembers him, like, beating Kane to that degree. They remember him punting a baby doll into a crowd. Yeah. But... And they remember Kane a lot more. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Snitsky. Yeah. Uh, alright. So this next one. Guys... This is rough. <laughs> so, I, the next one, my notes just says, Bischoff versus Eugene, because God is mean to us. <laughs> yeah. This is another storyline. I'm not going to go into it for, you know, new wrestling fans like I did that one earlier, but I'll say this. we Okay, you and I were on a show recently with Eugene. Yes. Great guy. Yeah, he's super, super nice. Uh, super nice. Guy. Uh, and willing to share knowledge. Yeah, like super helpful and stuff. Yeah, and and very smart. The first thing he said, I was getting my uh, the, the singlet part on. I was mm-hmm. trying tying the what I like to call grundle strap. Yes. And he said, "Hey, if you push that down, it looks bigger." That's the first thing he ever said to me. Which is which great I thought advice, was hilarious. specifically for you. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you need all the help you can get. I'm just Whoa, kidding. Oh my we all, god! We all, we all do. We Where all do. Where did this come from? I hate your dick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, so my next note here just says "oof." Uh, the <laughs> best thing I will say about that match is it was short. Yeah. Um, every, every match on this card was too long, and then this one was mercifully short. Let me read my um, notes about this match verbatim. Holy shit, it's Eric Bischoff versus Eugene. Why is he wearing a gi? He won already. <laughs> that is my entire notes. Uh, let's see, and then we've got this long segment with Vince. Oh, it's, it is so long. Uh, all caps, I wrote down house show stick, because uh, this is stuff that you would do at a house show. Definitely, uh, yeah, yeah. It says, this is arduous. My next <laughs> note just says, Vince is God. Also, there is so few performers on camera and on the mic that I will put on the same tier as Vince McMahon. Yeah. Because at his peak, and his peak lasted for a long time. Yeah. Like, also I'm only now realizing that I jumped ahead earlier and covered this tag match, which I now have uh, notes on. 
That's fine if you want to revisit that. No, I don't. Uh, okay. It does say it's a horrid time for tag wrestling in 04. My favorite part of this entire segment with the head shaving is Bischoff yelling at Eugene, Don't do it! While willingly getting into the barber chair. Correct. What do you think is going to happen when you right. sit there? Uh, I love uh, Vince trying to make fun of Bischoff for dyeing his hair. <laughs> yeah. Who, who, who gives a shit? Yeah. Although I will say it always was weird when, like, in WCW when Bischoff would come back and hadn't dyed his hair. Because his hair, like, grew long and, it, like, he had, like, a thick head of hair. It was just gray. Yeah. So anytime that he came back, like, specific, like in 2000 or 01 or whatever when he was on TV, it was weird to see him with, like, just long, gray, like, almost like Steve Martin-style hair. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to jump. I don't know what, okay. First of all, I have notes that are not about this match. Okay. That happened before. I don't know why I wrote down Canada Heat. I don't know. Oh, they were getting heat for being from Canada. I think oh, that's right. what it was. Okay. I also saw Don't Be an Ass Clown shirt in mm-hmm. the front row, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, that's about it. Uh, okay, so this next bit. We're coming up to what I might call the strong style contest of the evening. A contest for the purists. For the wrestling fans, those who enjoy Dory Funk, Jack Briscoe, maybe Robbie Brookside, Dean Malenko, William Regal, the true masters of the mat. And by that, guys, I'm talking about Carmella versus Christy Hemme in the Lingerie Pillow Fight. <laughs> oh my god, I knew you were going with it, but it was still funny. I put Christy versus Carmella, not that one. <laughs> yeah, right. That's another thing where I was like, "Wow, it's weird that we, like we've recycled yeah. this name." Granted, it's sixteen years, but I was like, "Why are we well, just recycling when did, this name again?" When did Carmella debut? You're right. Actually, she, she, because three years ago. Yeah, because then it's even less. It's even than less 16. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which don't be wrong. This Carmella didn't make do any anyway. impression. Yeah, I didn't okay. know that there was another Carmella until this show. So I can I be honest with you? The uh, let's let's cover this and then I have a tangent. Okay, so. uh this ain't good. <laughs> it definitely is not. And even the bit where they're getting dressed behind the, um, shit, I don't even know what you call those things. The the boxes where they're lit up so you can see yeah. their shadows. Carmella botches that. <laughs> yeah, she's like standing either too close or too far from the light. I don't remember which one. It just looks like a amorphous blob. <laughs> There's like a silhouette here and then... Christy Hemme kills it like on that. Yeah. A vague shadow on also, the Also, I always, I, I will say this, I always like Christy Hemme. Mm-hmm. Like, I hated the Diva search, but even during it, I was like, oh man, I hope she wins. And I actually liked her stuff in TNA. And uh, weird thing, did you know she was on the TNA creative team at one point? No, I did not. How, how wild. That right? is insane. Yeah. No, I, I always liked Christy Hemme. I kind of, I, I met her once, actually. I was on a show with her one time. This mm-hmm. super nice person. Uh, fantastic. Like, she's one of those ones that I'm kind of like, man, I kind of wish that, like, it had gone better for her in the Fed. Like, yeah. she, you, you know, like, looks great, obviously. I mean, obviously. Uh, <laughs> yeah. She was always like, you know what I mean? Like, she was kind of athletic, too. I just thought that, like, she could, I don't know. Anyways, could have been more. So. I have another quote from Berna. Let's hear as it. As we're watching this. Nips. Yeah. That yeah, is the entire there, there. quote. Well, the, the opening of this match is Christy yanking the yeah bra insert, I guess you would call it. I don't. Yeah. Ladies, I don't fucking know. Uh, out of Carmela's... <laughs> Okay, so I have this thing in all caps in my notes here that just says, Tell the Carmela story. So I'm going to get this out as, as fast as I can. I had moved into a house years and years ago, around 2004, actually. 
um, with a friend of mine. And uh, we'd been living in the house together for like a couple months. There was a hallway closet. I, for On the off chance anyone listening to this doesn't know who I am, I'm pretty tall. I go to open the closet one day to put something in there, and I notice there's a shelf very up high. And mm. I was like, hmm, okay, cool, more storage space. Yeah. But I can tell that there's something sticking out over the shelf. And I'm like, okay, wonder what that is. So I have to reach up to grab this thing. So it, it's, you know, a solid seven-ish, seven and a half, eight feet in the air. Twelve feet in the air. Uh, so, like, I reach up and I... ladder. <laughs> I reach up and I grab, you know, this whatever it is that's hanging over the edge of the shelf and I pull. And as I pull, something comes down from on top of that and strikes me in the face. <laughs> and I'm like, ow, what the fuck? You know, whatever. And these things fall onto the floor. Uh, my buddy, uh, Justin, comes around the corner. He's like, what's going on? I was like, I pulled this shit down off the shelf in here and it fell on me. He's like, huh? I look... It's a stack of Playboys mm, okay. that the previous owner had left. The one on top, sure enough, is the one that Carmella was the uh, cover girl for. And I go, Which I'm, Carmella are we talking about the, here? The old, to 04. Okay, that's what right, I thought. Yeah, because this Carmella's whole thing during the Steva search was, I was a Playboy centerfold and a Playboy cover girl, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was like, one, I'm looking at this stack of Playboys, so I'm like, wow, I, I recognize that girl from this bullshit wrestling competition <laughs> that was on, you know, a couple months ago. This is crazy. What a coincidence. The object that had fell and hit me in the face was an unopened box of douche. <laughs> now, that has nothing to do with anything that's happened that we're talking about. Yeah, wow. I just thought it was funny and a very weird tie-in to this event and free Playboys and getting hit right in the face with a box of douche. Oh, the, I, I have amazing notes on this match, though. The laundry this, pillow the, Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, so, first of all, they pick lingerie, of course. Like, they were never going to pick... What were the other choices? Aerobic challenge. I can imagine. Anything uh, evening gown match. That may have won. Yeah, but they were never going to pick aerobics challenge. That sounds awful. I kind of want to see it, though. should have <laughs> been like... You just tilt it further and say, aerobic challenge. Scategories. <laughs> Dude, I would have voted Laundry for oil fight. Like, dude, if you were to do this now and have those exact choices, except for like instead of evening gown match categories, the amount of people that would pick categories just, just to be just funny, to be funny, yeah, just to be ironic, would win. And it then would we win. would somehow end up with like Lacey Evans versus Dana Brooke in categories <laughs> on Raw. That sounds incredible, dude. And I would, it, yeah, it sounds incredible, especially when I put my foot through the television instead of changing <laughs> the channel, like. But anyway, so my next note is all caps, Lawler, stop. Because he was freaking right. out on commentary. Oh, I, yeah. Um, Jesus Christ, Christy, hurry the fuck up. Because <laughs> she took forever to change. Right. But anyway, so as the match goes, match started, fake tits. This is awful. Match over. Waste of time. Well... You surmised it probably better than one David R. Meltzer would have. <laughs> I don't know if that's his middle initial. Um, it is now. Can't It stands for Ronald. Uh, I can't <laughs> argue with anything you said, and I won't. Um, so, the next match, then, is Triple H and Shawn Michaels. An injured Shawn Michaels, challenging for the World Heavyweight title. I wrote Triple H versus Shawn Michaels again. <laughs> they had... A handful of matches around this time period, and most of them were good. 
except for the ones where they were trying so hard for it to be legendary. Um, mm. They had a cell match in 2004 at Bad Blood. I hate it. It's it's legitimately like 45 or 50 minutes long. Jesus. It's, it's, I, I hate it so bad. I liked this one. Okay. I did too. I, I expected not to just because I've seen this happen so many times. Right. But I did actually like this. Now the thing that I will say, the, the most shocking thing on this, and I literally wrote huge letters on this, shocked on the finish. So the reason of this is the finish is the edge does a run in. Hits the spear on Shawn Michaels and leaves. Triple H crawls over. He's like just been super kicked or whatever. Gets the arm over. And I'm thinking, okay. Triple H must pedigree. He must. Nope. That was it. And I was like, you know what? That's the proper finish. And now I can think of two matches in the history of all things Triple H that I have seen once he started, once he popularized or started using the pedigree, I should say. Mm-hmm. I've, I can think of two matches where the pedigree was not the finish, and this is one of them. So if nothing else from watching this god-awful show, I got that from this. There was one point in this match, I don't remember exactly what they were doing, but I wrote down, they are getting so much mileage, because I noticed they're doing nothing. They're right. doing so little... Mm-hmm. But they're getting so much out of it. And I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. Seeing, I don't, I wish I remembered what they were doing, but they were doing something and they were taking a long time to do it. And they didn't need, they weren't losing the crowd by doing it. They had the crowd them was still, really dude, into they, this they were one, really, like, yeah. from the get go, too. Mm hmm. No, like, I, that's a testament to how good, um, well, honestly, both of them are, really. Yeah. Like, like I, I argue Shawn Michaels is the perfect professional wrestler. Yeah. I can see that. And it, I mean, he got that crowd believing he was going to win the world title on a Tuesday in, yeah, y- you know, Madison, Wisconsin. Like, is it Madison or is it Milwaukee? You know what? Who cares? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, but like, yeah, I I love the match. Honestly, I yeah. thought it was great. The the finish just absolutely shocked me, though. I I one hundred percent thought that was going to be a last second kickout, something something pedigree. Yeah, that was going to be it. I, there was one point where I just put I noticed the eyes because you've ruined professional wrestling for me again. Oh yeah, so the, should we ruin professional wrestling for anyone listening to this that hasn't had it ruined for them yet? You're yeah. giving me a lot of power. You're yeah, giving me a lot yeah, of the power, power here. A power of the sun in the palm of my hand. I would I would like you to ruin it. I want you to drive the knife. No, no, back. no, no, no. I, I it's got I think it's got to be you. It's why do be, I have you, to do you it? Have, with great power comes great responsibility. It's got to be you. Oh God. Thomas here has pointed out a fact to me that I have not been able to unsee. Where, if it's like, uh, I don't know if it's just in general, probably in general, if it is a two count, the person being pinned, you can see their eyes looking up at the referee to, to, to time their kick out with the, the ref's hand if they don't trust their cadence perfectly. More often than not, I notice it. And I know that they're going to kick out because of it. And um, congratulations, wrestling is ruined for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, take that, suckers. Uh, you know who hates that? I think you brought this up to me. Uh, Austin. Steve oh, okay. Austin said in, in some interview thing, he hates being able to see guys watch the ref's hand. Yeah, He's I like, can just, see. Just listen, though. Once they hit two, you know, if you get up, you get up. If you don't, you don't. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I, I, there's got to be a, 
um, more, I, some of them are better than others because I've noticed some of them who are like moving their oh, head yeah, up and yeah, I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? Right. What no, are we no, even what doing? What are we even doing? Uh, <laughs> all right. So the other thing that I was, that I noticed about this match, I thought this was the main event. As I was watching this, this card, I was like, oh wow, that's the closing of the show. Wrong. <laughs> I forgot there's a whole nother match to go. There is? Why have I not gotten this? Orton and Flair in the cage. I've missed an entire match. You stopped watching it? No, it, I, I didn't. I thought I watched it all the way through. It's because, are we so programmed to think that Triple H goes on last? <laughs> I don't know. Let me look on the network right now and make sure I didn't... How did I... How would I... I watched this whole show. You clearly didn't. This is oh fantastic. Oh my god. You've botched our first episode. God damn it. What? <laughs> no. Yeah. No, Flair and Orton go on last. Why do I not? I There's... Okay. I'm just going to stop saying words right now. You didn't watch it, did you? You didn't watch it. No, I... How did I... How would I have so Do you have notes? any memory of this at all? What? No. You have no notes on, on Orton and Flair? How in the... How did I miss this? You missed it the same way that I did. Hold on. He's literally pulling up the shit on the network right now. Like, I genuinely... I see you, it now. You missed it the same way that I missed it. When Triple H won, I said, Oh, wow. What a weird way to close this show. Huh. Because it was on the edge run in. And I started to get off the couch. And then it was like, Coming up next, Ric Flair. And I was like, Wait, what? Because somehow the world title was not the main event. I don't know how I've done this. This is fantastic. We're off to a great start. Hey, we're... <laughs> Tell me about this match, Tom. I guess I have to, by default. God damn. <laughs> that is... I'm so sure I let this play all the way through before touching anything. I feel like you would remember some aspect of this if you did. Mm. No? Okay. Anyways, God, I'm sorry. I apologize. To yeah, you we apologize to you, the listeners. Um, this unprofessional piece of shit. No, I'm just kidding. He brought all of this equipment over here and set all this up. So it, it is what it is. This is a fantastic start, though. Okay, so wow. things that I noticed. There's then a there is a backstage segment, and there is a very young Ken Kennedy. I noticed that. With okay, I don't so know you, how. See, that... you saw up to this point. <laughs> you think the show ended on a backstage promo with Bischoff and Kennedy? I guess the security I don't know guard. What happened? Holy shit. I blame um, Berna, because it was his TV. You know what? I'll blame Berna, too. Um, so I have this line wrote down in my notes here that's from the promo package for this. Uh, Flair said, I invented being the man. That's true. That It is true. It's 100% true, but I that's such a good line. Yeah, yeah. And it's one of those things where I'm like, I wish that had been saved for a bigger event, or that it had been used more often. I was like, that, that that's just such... Very incredible. Um, my notes here say Orton's theme using "Burn in My Light," mm. good song. Uh, Flair's theme. This was at that unfortunate time period where, for whatever reason, the Fed didn't want to use the uh, classic Flair theme. Yeah. So they had this bullshit, like remix cover thing of it. It was Oof. it was bad. It was awful. Um, the match is good. Uh, mm. They both bleed. Which is interesting because not not I knew Flair, Flair. Would bleed. yeah yeah, yeah. We, Flair's gonna bleed right now like shit <laughs> if you just wait long enough he's gonna just die. man just um, we both just started like tapping our foreheads by the way because this is a non visual medium um, 
Uh, it was interesting to see Orton bleed. Because outside of like the aforementioned match with Foley and this one, I don't really remember him bleeding often. Um, I don't either. The match is good. Um, the finishes the RKO. And I think mm. this... It, it's always weird to try to pinpoint when he started doing the, oh, I can get this out of nowhere thing. This is a very early version of it. Because mm-hmm. it's basically, if I recall correctly, Flair's crawling towards the door. Orton stops and pulls him back. Flair gets up, throws a punch, blocked RKO. Okay, yeah. It makes perfect sense. I actually really like the finish. Um, one thing that I will touch on before we wrap this up, the part of the promo package that was not in the video or for this, Flair cut a promo on Orton during the build for this that I will not forget, where he said, You've never been in a cage match before. You're a virgin. And I got a history of making virgins bleed. Dear... God, that was my response. Uh, that was my response in 2004 at the age of 20, seeing that on TV, and that's my response now in 2020. Thinking about it, it was one of the, which I did, by the way, if you believe rumor and innuendo and this thing called the internet. Uh, Flair got a lot of shit for that and got like bitch sat and maybe even fined for it. But that I mean, holy hell, just... what a line! <laughs> like. That's the second craziest thing on this show. And that's not even on the show. Or That's yeah, just the about, promo that was part of yeah. the build to this show that was then not put on the show. That's the second craziest thing in the build to this show. Yeah. And the first is infanticide. Like, anyways. That's, that's quite a line. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, great line. Uh, also, really good match. Like I, I feel like I'm like cutting it short and doing it a disservice by not talking about that much. But like, no, I might it's, it's have great. to go watch this. <laughs> it's, it's very. I might good. have to finish the show that we've set our entire episode on. I, I honestly think that Triple H and Shawn Michaels is better and and should have gone on last. But yeah. I think the reasons they didn't, as weird as this sounds, because I know the WWE doesn't really care about this type of shit anymore, is that babyface Randy Orton winning is a great way to close the show. Yeah, and Triple H winning on. A run-in is a real downer. Mm-hmm. And I know, like I said, they I don't think they give a shit about that, but, like, yeah, maybe. Um, also, it's always weird to see young babyface Orton. Mm-hmm. Clean-shaven, spiky hair, like, yeah. no sleeve tattoos. Like the, the full-on Orton. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of the, like, yeah. Titus O'Neil or Aurora that he has now. <laughs> yes, very much. Um... You got anything to close this out with? Uh, basically, um, there's a, a couple good matches on this show. Um, but overall, this show is a lot of fun to watch for the wrong reasons. <laughs> I think I'd agree with that. <laughs> I, I would recommend watching Triple H's Shawn Michaels and uh, Benoit and Jericho. And then I think past that, maybe the cage match is the main event. Mm-hmm. Everything else in this is kind of dreck, quite frankly. Dreck. Yeah. It's very 2004, I can say that. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, um, I have been your host, Christian Rose slash Tom. I have also been your host, Damien Deschain slash Brayden. We'll see you next time here on What Are We Even Doing? What are we even doing?